What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Masterful Podcast. It is your friendly neighborhood, Chris Davis, joined, as always, by my co-host. You're not friendly neighborhood, Travis Berlingame. This is episode three of the Masterful Podcast. We hope you joined us for the first two. If not, strap in because we have no clue what to talk about this week. We have been recording already for 12 minutes, have been on this Zoom call, little setup deal that we have for probably 30 minutes at this point. And here we are. We're just kind of we we're just kind of hanging out. We have had zero alcohol, and it feels like we have had all of the alcohol. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Travis, how's this past week been for you? I know we got we got sports. You know, baseball kicked off uh, over the past couple days. Um, it's been a good it, like kind of return to normalcy a little bit. Yeah, the week's been pretty good for me, man. I uh, the the only negative is I cut my fingers pretty bad. Uh oh. Other than that, like we're we're good. We're we're good. It's a standard. It it happens. You, you get you get little boo boos. Put band aids on it and some little triple antibiotic ointment, and you're all right. But yeah, no, the week's been good. Baseball's back, which I'm very excited for. The FanDuel Sportsbook gave me ten dollars of free credit to bet with on their site, and it's now ninety six dollars in my account. What? So like, yeah, I I I bet on Christian Pulisic to score um in the the epl soccer yeah go football and he did so i got money from that and then i felt a little bit dirty but it was the smart bet to make i bet on the yankees to beat the nationals on opening night and they did so profit to me i'm two and oh on bets here we go yeah the, watching the phillies has been great they they uh they gave us a dud on opening night but they won the second game pretty easy, and they're up right now in the third game. That's being that's going on while we're recording this. So nice, it's been, been pretty good, man. So if anybody out there needs any betting advice, they're calling you, right? Oh yeah, go ahead. Just, you, I'll give you the what I think, but I, are, have, I now, make no guarantees. Here's the thing: is there a method to the madness, or are you just like, yeah, I think uh, that looks good. Yeah, I think the Yankees will win. You, like, so I, I pretty much just bet. Um, win or lose like i don't bet against the spread now when you bet against the spread you get a better um you get more money if if it hits you get let you know whatever but i just do straight up winner win loss and basically you just gotta slowly climb your way up there okay look, i have a i ha- kind of have a bad mentality with this because it's not my money right oh like, yeah you can just do whatever you want so i'm just having fun if i if i go down to zero i lost zero dollars right so I, I kind of have a mindset that if I get it up to four figures, that's when I'll pull money out. If not, I'm just having fun. I, I kind of don't want to blow it all before football season, though, because betting yeah. football games is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's true. So, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, Mom, it's it's kind of like, you know, going to a going to a casino and getting free credits. Right. You're just like, yeah, if I lose it. Cool. If I win more. Awesome. And then at some point you're like, OK, I'm just going to take this like skim off the top and just keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like getting comped at a casino. Yeah. You're 100% right. So, Mom, you can't be mad at me for gambling. It's not my money. It's not my money. Back off. It's all It's all going to be good. It's all... How about you, man? What's been up for you? Man, it, uh, it was a busy week of work, let me tell you. Uh, and, and, you know, Kim can attest to this, too. I, I mean, there were most nights where I was working until probably six or seven, just trying to, like, catch up on emails and, and you know, catch up on everything else, all that sort of stuff. But it was a good week. Um. You know, it's still hot. 
the the consensus from episode two to episode three yes in texas it is still hot um we we uh had the xbox showcase this week um i don't i don't know if i I don't think you watched it or you were able to watch it um but we had the xbox game showcase happen on thursday where they released um pretty much did what they were going to do at e3 uh which personally i'm still a little bitter about because i was supposed to go to e3 Obviously, because of the coronavirus, that didn't really happen. But, um, yeah, they showed off all of the games and all of the things that they have in development, things that are going to be coming out to either the Game Pass or the Series X or whatever else they're, they're rolling out. Of course, they opened up with the new Halo. Um, super, super excited about that. Just, just, like, solely because I enjoy the Halo franchise. Not yeah. necessarily, like, what the game is going to bring. And, and we've already talked about Halo a couple times here, like how much time we've sunk into it, a good escape that it is, how much fun those games are, the lore, all that sort of stuff. Um, just to see another Halo come out is pretty exciting, especially because it's been, what, five or six years since Halo 5 came out. So it is it is pretty exciting. I will say um, I have mixed emotions about what Halo is going to be, but we, we can talk about that in a, in a second. But um, overall, it was a good week. It was, it was a really, really good week. Um, I'm super upset because it is now raining, and I was supposed to mow my lawn, and um, that's probably not going to happen today now because my lawn is soaking wet, and mowing a wet lawn sucks. So, uh, Travis, if you want to come mow my lawn, come on out here. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be right there. Uh, yeah. I'll just ride my lawnmower all the way down to Texas. Do you have a riding lawnmower? You have I one. Do. Dude, I have two acres of land. I ain't, I ain't push mowing all that. It takes me an hour and 45 minutes on my riding mower to mow my lawn. How, how big uh, of a deck do you have? Uh, 52 inch. Okay. Yeah, so pretty pretty good one. Pretty and, good it still, and it still takes you like an hour and a half to get? Yeah. Hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half. I got a lot of stuff to go around, which oh, okay. that's, that's so fair. much harder than just like straight lines yeah Mm -hmm. so um yeah i i got probably about an hour and 45 minutes two hours if i do the weed whacking worth of work if i want to make my lawn presentable so yeah i mean if you want to trade i'd I'd be all for that what do you have like 10 minutes worth of push mowing and you're done yeah my whole lawn i my whole lawn probably takes me an hour to push mow and weed eat and like get all the stuff out of the trees and make sure that everything kind of looks presentable because we're we also like you can weed eat if you want or not to make your lawn look presentable but like nobody's holding you accountable to that we're part of an hoa so god forbid the karens of the neighborhood are like um his grass is just an eighth of an inch too high we're gonna have to fine him like are you there are people legitimately in this neighborhood that do that it pisses me off so weird to me it like, like now here's the thing i'm i'm okay with hoas overall like if it's if it's part of something that's providing you a service like to maintain let's call it a standard in the neighborhood right like yeah. you you get use of of amenities in the area you know they provide you with some activities here and there like we've got that italian ice truck that's parked out um by the pool over here for anybody who wants it like they do some cool stuff in there but there's also like sets of rules right like you yeah you, you have to maintain your lawn which i'm gonna maintain my lawn i'm not i'm not gonna let weeds just overgrow it and everything like that um but also 
you know, if you're going to paint your front door a certain color, you have to get approval. If you want to... What? Yep. If you if I wanted to change, like, the barrier in front of my garden, out in front of my house, I have to put in an application and pay a fee to do that. If I wanted to, like, build, um, build like, a barrier that blocks my AC from the street, like, if I just wanted to make it look a little more presentable... I, I can build a barrier, just like, you know, a couple fence stakes and posts and all that sort of stuff, but I'd have to pay an application fee and and and, and turn in an application in order to do that. And if I That's don't, so if I don't, I'd get fined, which that part I find just ridiculous. Like, That's if, so stupid. I'm like, they're not paying my mortgage. If I want to make physical changes to my house, like, I, of course, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to paint my front door pink screw you like i'm not gonna do that but if i wanted to paint my door like a shade of blue or like a respectable like good looking color like the like the blue that's behind me here like i'm sorry i'm sorry are you are you saying that pink is not a respectable good looking color are you insulting all of the pink nation out there yo i'm i'm okay with pink pink is not okay with me for a front door Uh, you show me a good pink front door and maybe i'll change my mind it's 2020. You got to let front doors be front doors, okay? They can be what they want to be. You should ask your door what color it wants to be. I, I'll ask my door what color it wants to be, and I will get back with you. But I'll, it'll also take a, a $25 application fee to, to make that happen, <laughs> so, because fuck me, I guess. So, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I were to come down in the middle of the night and paint your door pink without telling anybody, without applying for it or whatever, what would the fee be? Are we talking like a hundred dollars? Are we talking like ten dollars? So the fee, I think the fee to do it is like twenty five bucks. Like it's an application fee, and you know, as a as a total aside to this, it's it's an application fee per like thing that you want to do, but you can stack those. So if I wanted to paint my door, change part of my elevation, and build a barrier for my like you know AC unit on the side of the house, that's yeah. one application, twenty five dollars. But if I did them all separately, that's seventy-five. But the application fee is going to be twenty-five. Uh, and if it were a fine, I don't know how much the fine is. The fine might be double what the application fee is, so it might be like fifty bucks. Oh, okay. Which isn't a whole lot, but I pay two hundred dollars a quarter for my HOA. You pay how much a quarter? Two hundred dollars per quarter. So you pay all that money to go to the pool. And have a truck in your neighborhood that sells Italian ice. Yeah, for the most part. Okay, all right. I mean, whatever. I mean there's, you know, it's it's the cheaper, not cheaper, but like it's it's the rate for the HOA isn't as high as like some neighborhoods around here. Yeah. But like with those neighborhoods, they get like their there's a a neighborhood not too far from us called Union Park, and they get like their front lawn taken care of as a part of their HOA fees. Like they don't have oh, to touch their front lawn ever. Now that that's cool. Now those front lawns, a majority of them are genuinely like ten minutes of push mowing, and that's it. Like it's it's four strips, and they're done. So okay. not too bad, but still, like you don't ever have to touch it. It's weed eaten and mowed every time that it needs to be done. Huh. So that's that's kind of cool. But they also have like three pools, a dog park, like. This whole gathering area. Um, there's another neighborhood in the area that has a five-acre lagoon. 
Is this uh, a is this a little bit of neighborhood envy I'm hearing right here? You know, no it's like boat envy. Like it's... I have a nice boat. I can go out on the water. I got a jet ski on the back. You know, we can we can do some water skiing, whatever we got to do. But their boat, that, their boat, their pristine. Right? They got the helicopter pad. They got all this <laughs> stuff. Now, like. There are some times in this neighborhood where I'm like, it would be cool to have this. Like, we don't have an indoor gym. We have an outdoor gym, which it, we still have some sort of equipment that we can kind of use, right? But to have an indoor gym means that you can have more variety of equipment. You can have, Absolutely. like, dumbbells and free weights and all that sort of stuff. We, we can't have that here. Um, but then I look at the location of those neighborhoods, and then I look at the property tax rates, and I'm like, I'm okay with this neighborhood. We're totally okay because we're right on the corner outside of those, like either of those districts. Yeah. And we pay less in tax. So hey. I'm okay with that. Not that's, that's adulting one on one kids. All about paying less in taxes. What, <laughs> what do they say? It's better. It's, it's a good thing to have like the worst house on the best street or something like that. Or like the mm -hmm. ugliest house in the neighborhood. Cause then as you update your house, the fact that it's in a good neighborhood also adds value to the house or yep. something like that. Yep. So that's so, what you have. Yep, you have. That's what we have. You're part of the bad HOA in the area of good HOAs. And bad is like it's still bad pretty means good. Cheap. It just means cheap. That's it's, that's all I'm saying. It's yeah, it's still it's still pretty good comparatively. So now you we were talking a little bit ago. Your neighborhood is still expanding, right? Like they're still building houses and stuff like that in your neighborhood? Yeah, correct. So this neighborhood I think is slated to have about fourteen hundred homes. I want to say, which, which is a lot like 1400 homes, like hello, urban sprawl, the whole nine yards. Um, when we moved in, I think they were on phase two and about to begin phase three. Now they're finishing phase four, I want to say, and getting ready to start five. Um, cool. so, you know, when we moved in the house next to us, wasn't done. Um, it, it was framed out, but not finished. And they finished it maybe a month and a half or two months after we finished in. And then there was a family, like an older couple that moved in a month after that. Um, okay. the yeah, back yeah. half of our neighborhood hadn't even been paved out yet. It was just kind of like the roads were stamped, but now a lot of that neighborhood is already built up the second pool and a lot of the other outdoor playgrounds for kids have already been built. Um, they're getting ready to connect a lot of the back roads away from yeah. the main road. So like it's it's up and coming and and that's the reason we picked this area in or one of the big reasons we picked this area brian and jen sorry um the other reason we picked this area is because we're like 10 minutes away from brian and jen and like 15 minutes away from um you know aaron and jason but you know this is an up-and-coming area so we know it's gonna suck we're gonna have a lot of construction for like the next five years four years but after that like the property values are going to be legit. We're going to have a school. We're going to be across the street from a middle school. Um, we're going to have some other little shops and sh like strip mall type areas around here to like quickly go get food or gas or, you know, things like that. Um, and it's constantly developing, which is, which is super nice. So we get to kind of influence a little bit on, you know, how some things are going. Um, you know, pretty soon we'll, the HOA will be turned over to all of the, yeah. inhabitants of our neighborhood so that we can actually run the HOA ourselves. The so. HOA overlords are going to give possession of the HOA back to the plebs. Ultimate power. Are you Are you going to run for HOA president? I am not going to run for HOA president. Vice um, president? 
I, Treasurer? No. Secretary? Come on. Come on. No. You gotta do something. I'm, I might. It, it depends on how they set it up, right? And it's going to be up to the HOA or like it's going to be up to the residents on how that HOA is built. Obviously, there's going to be those main positions, you know, president, yeah. vice president, secretary, treasurer. You know, we've already got like a, a cruise director is, is what we jokingly call it. So she plans like all the events for the neighborhood. You know, she plans bringing those trucks out. She plans, you know, different like Easter egg events or fireworks events or whatever. Um, so maybe we'll get a new one of those. I, I don't, I don't really know, but your neighborhood does fireworks. Like your HOA has firework money. No, actually I probably shouldn't have said that because fireworks are, <laughs> are technically illegal in this neighborhood. So, uh, if, if the, if the local police, if you're listening, uh, we don't fire off fireworks here. Doesn't happen. Just don't say the name of your neighborhood. You have plausible deniability. Yeah. We live, uh, we live in union park. <laughs> Our Union Park, the HOA that's getting a little too big for their britches. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go take away their front lawn benefits Mowing. or whatever. I don't know, so, but yeah. Okay, this is our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. So I want to talk a little bit more about your HOA because I've never been involved in one, and I'm interested in how this works. Um, okay, this is the most adult conversation I've had in like two weeks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so. Your your neighborhood's going to have 1,400 houses, you yep. said. Mm -hmm. Are they building them like they have a buyer and then they build the house? Or are they building a house and then putting people in it? Yes. So there's there's two different there's two different scenarios that are happening. And it really just boils down to what the builder is trying to do with the neighborhood. So there's there's five builders in this neighborhood. The, the builder that built our house... Um, is, is their lots are all filled and done. They don't have any more lots in this neighborhood. So Beezer is the is the builder of our house. You cannot get a Beezer build in this neighborhood anymore unless you buy an already built one that's already been lived in. Um, the other the other builders kind of are on the board and they you know pick the lots or they you know they choose whatever their lots are. They can either get a buyer to custom build the whole home from the ground up or they're building what are called spec homes. So they're coming in and building like, you know, this model house with this elevation and, and this floor plan. And if somebody wants that specific, you know, uh, all, all the things, they can come in and choose like the fixtures or the carpet, the flooring, the, you know, the wall colors, all that sort of stuff. Um, or if you just want a completely fresh spec home, then you can come in, you know, the builder will build the whole house to whatever specifications they choose. It'll be the best of the best or just kind of like a base model. And then, you know, they'll put it up on the market and say, okay, it's this cost here. Yep. So there's, there's like two builders, mainly one builder that's doing a lot of that, a lot of spec homes where they're just like, they're going to build up. They just did this and they're almost finished. They built up like a whole street and then, you know, a couple people came in and they were like, okay, I want to change these couple things. I want to change these couple things. And then they would move in or the rest of them are just like, we're building them up and we're selling them as is you take it or leave it. So yeah. I'm partially okay with that because I know that we need to fill up the neighborhood and make it seem a little bit bigger, but I'm also partially not okay with it because it can deter a lot of people. You know, if you come in and you know, you're going to drop, you know, X hundred thousand dollars on a house, you want, and it's brand new, right? Yeah. You're going to know that you want like certain things here and there. 
when we chose this house, you know, yeah. it, it was already built. It was already kind of specked out and all that sort of stuff. There's like maybe one or two things that we didn't really enjoy about the house. Not, I'm not going to say that we didn't like the house because we love this house. Um, there's yeah. a couple things that we were like, if we that were a part of the deal. Exactly. Yeah. If we were a part of the building process, we would have done this and this, and then it would have been like perfect. But this house was already built and designed by somebody else. And then they had to back out. So that's how we ended up in this house because they lowered the price significantly and they were just trying to get rid of it. And so we were yeah. like, Hey, we'll, we'll take it because it, it meets everything that we want in a, in a house. It's got a lot of space that we can kind of grow into. It's got a lot of room for, you know, Kim's Lou LaRoe stuff. I have my own office that I'm here in. So, um, it's nice. Okay. So let's go back to now that we took a long tangent through your HOA. Let's Adult go back stuff. to the Microsoft Xbox X stuff. The biggest game that I'm the most excited for. Okay. Halo is in a league all in and of itself. Okay. I would play every Halo game that comes out ever. Fable. They announced Fable Anniversary, and I am pumped. I yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. You did you play all three? Of I the fables, all three fables completely through. Yeah, but which one of those three were your favorite? Probably Fable Two. Okay. Fable Three was second, and Fable One was was. This is not going off of storyline. I'm going off strictly off of gameplay mechanics because they switched it up for each one. Yeah, like the magic stuff. They had the gauntlets in that one, mm-hmm. and then they had like the time where you'd hold the button and and it would change the spell that you're using yep. or whatever. I can't remember the Fable One mechanic off the top of my head it wasn't very good yeah from what i remember but gameplay wise i liked fable 2 the most so which i think that was the one the time-based spell yeah yeah Yeah. i i I really enjoyed all three i am with you i liked fable 2 the most but i i liked fable 1 more than 3 3 felt like like they tried to oversimplify it too much because you had like it was all like one tap type, you know, spells and attacking and and the, you know the mechanics yeah, of everything. It was super you'd go simple. Go back to that. You'd go back to that room, the armory or whatever it is, and yeah. like switch your gauntlets out. And like they wanted to do like spell weaving things where you could use like your fire gauntlet and your time gauntlet. Yeah, and, and it just that, didn't that work for me. That wasn't my thing. Now, here's the question: When you played Fable One, did you play the original or the anniversary edition? Uh, the anniversary edition. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know how much you remember about the storyline, but when you complete the storyline and you beat kind of like that final boss or whatever, you yeah. get you you can choose whether or not to take his sword or to destroy it. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So in in the anniversary edition, like you can do that, and it's all the same. In the original, the the storyline is the same, but that sword got a huge nerf when they went to the anniversary edition. So oh. in the very original game, you could literally one-shot anything. It did like 700 damage wow. or something insane like that. And in the in the anniversary edition, they nerfed it to be like 250. Oh, well, that's a big so drop. So that's, that's partially a little bit of the reason because you just felt super awesome when you took that sword and decided not to destroy it at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but th- no, I'm, I'm excited for Fable. I'm... I'm really hoping that they do it right because a couple years ago we had that fable title that was teased it was like fable like champions or challengers or something i don't yeah, even remember yeah, yeah. 
and and they scrapped that project because it got oh. so much backlash um because it wasn't like the classic fable game that you and i remember it was supposed to be some weird like turn-based almost like a almost like a moba in a way and it it just really? it what it wasn't gonna fly it was not gonna fly at all yeah no i probably wouldn't be down with that Mm-mm. fable is like i never played any of the legend of zelda games okay so fable was one of the first like rpgs that i played mm. that was like that not to compare them too much but it's like it's a young boy going through fighting all these things you got your little dog there with you and like you're fighting these monsters and you get better as you go along and your skills go up and yeah. you know the more you melee people the better you get at melee the more you range fight people the better you get at range like it, like it was just a, a cool thing to do yeah and, and i remember just going through and i i think i borrowed the game from Corey. Shout out mm-hmm. to Corey. Um, and I played it through and I said, oh yeah, just let me try it. And I ended up like beating the game in like three days because I just played it nonstop, which yeah. it was a lot of fun. And I'm just, I'm really excited for it to come back out. Uh, I'm assuming it's only going to be an Xbox release, but I'm kind of hopeful because, you know, it is Microsoft that they drop it. They drop it for PC too, because it would be fun. Now here's here's the thing, and it it hasn't been necessarily like a hundred percent cut and clear, but it also hasn't been vague, and it's hard to find like the right answers. But it looks like a lot of the titles that they announced on the on the whole showcase are going to be part of the Game Pass. So the question now becomes: Is it part of just the Xbox Game Pass, or is it the Microsoft? game pass because if it's the former then it's cross play play anywhere and we can get it on our pcs infinite is has they've already come out and said that halo infinite is going to be both on pc and on xbox so i i think i think that fable may be taking the same route and then all the other games that they announced too like um the medium stalker you know all those other titles that they announced are probably going to be on game pass um to be on both pc and xbox so in all honesty after i watch that personally i'm probably out on the next console i probably won't get the series x i'll just beef up my pc yeah, I mean, if if I can play those games on PC, plug in an Xbox controller mm-hmm. and play it to get the same experience, why would I spend $900 or whatever the Xbox Series X is going to cost when I spent way too much money on this computer that can do everything that can do and more? Yeah. Yeah, so that's... I Yeah, but, I'm, you know, they had a, a lot of really cool titles that they announced. Fable, definitely there. Halo, definitely there. Um, they had some other really cool, like kind of first time games that were coming out um that that they announced looked like some really cool styled you know storylines and everything the one thing i noticed and i'm in, i'm interested to get your take on this you know i know you play like a lot of league of legends uh, but you've also played like the halos the call of duties and all that sort of stuff um yep. what i noticed is that a lot of the graphics or the way that they're putting together these games are getting less realistic for lack of a better term, and they're getting a little more on, like, the cartoony side. Yeah. So, like, there's games like, you know, Assassin's Creed is probably the first one I can think of, or that the new one that just came out, uh, the Ghost of, uh, 
Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation. But, like, those games give, like, a realistic vibe off to them. The graphics are on point. It looks like you're actually in that era or in that time frame or you're right there in Italy or wherever you're playing. Um, But, like, a lot of these new games are, like, newer worlds, a little cartoony, a little not boxy but like less detailed and less realistic um and it's an interesting direction that that they're taking a lot of these games Uh uh-huh i my take on that is the closer and closer things get to real the more and more we pick it apart so i i heard this theory one time and i'm going to try to try to bring it up the right way but like if you were to watch a scary movie okay and the monsters aren't humanoids it's not as scary as if the monster is a humanoid and the closer and closer it gets to humans the more likely it is to like show up in dreams and stuff like that because it seems more and more realistic right so and and again maybe i'm totally off base but this is this is my thing as the brain processes it the closer it gets to human, the more and more like weird it gets to you. And the more and more it like lingers in your head. And I don't think that is the place for video games, right? Like Halo is, is a game of humans versus aliens, right? Mm -hmm. Technically you're a human, but 90% of what you're seeing is aliens. You know, you're running around. That's what you're shooting at. It's a first person game. You don't really see your body. You see like arms and legs and stuff like that. Right. It's very rare that you see, your body or even other human bodies um i think half the reason that these um jump scare games are so popular right now is because they can get so close to real and then you throw in monsters too don't get me wrong right but the person playing it you know the human that you're playing looks so real it it commits to your memory differently you're like i could be this could be me like i could genuinely have this type of experience yep so these these companies are, uh, again, all my opinion, are saying, you know, games like Fortnite, okay? Fortnite is a cartoony style game. You're right. a humanoid running around, but it's a cartoony style game. Nobody's going to have nightmares of Fortnite, right? But if Fortnite was Saving Private Ryan level of realistic, mm-hmm. it would be a terrifying game. So I think these these game companies are purposely avoiding looking 100% realistic because it like mentally messes with the people who are yeah yeah okay no i can i can kind of like agree with that and and personally like i'm okay with it it, it, it's it almost in in one way seems like a regression right like games and game studios and even the hardware they spent so long on trying to get to be the most realistic thing possible like you could see the pores on people's skin and you could you could hear and and see the sweat and you could see like the lighting changes They, they worked so hard to get to that point but now it's kind of dialing back a little bit you know sticking to those fortnite esque type cartoony style vibes um and it, it almost seems like it's taking a step backwards, but you know, the whole thing is, is it, you know, it, it is a video game at the end of the day. So yep. if you get the non-realistic things, it could be like more eye catching or more fun. Um, so there were, there were a couple games. I, I can't remember the exact title of the one game that was going to be released, but 
they released one title that looks really, really cool, like a really cool adventure style game where you get to yeah. interact with the environment and everything. So um, overall, I'm excited. Um, I, I think there's a lot just in the future of video games in general. Um, I'm not going to, obviously I'm an Xbox fan, right? I mean, you, both yep. you and I are. So, um, sometimes I get jealous of the things that are going to be coming out for PlayStation series, but you know, overall I'm excited for the general future of what gaming is going to look like on these next gen consoles. So my nephew is literally good. He just turned 11. Mm-hmm. Hi Blake. Also hi Kalen. Cause I know you're going to bring it up. <laughs> um, it, he's he just like went through the decision making process of like PlayStation or Xbox. Like, what's his first major console going to be? Right, yeah. and he's like he's thought long and hard about it. And, and I don't I don't want to reveal his choice because I don't want to like influence him. You know, like I, I it, it's his choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you were going into it right now, you've never played an Xbox game before. You've never played a PlayStation game before. What would you think about going into it? Like, would you think about the specs of the, of the console? Would you look at the games that are on each console? Would you look at your friends? Like, what do your friends have? You know what I mean? Like you, you talk about, you play games with Brian and Jason all the time. Would would if both of them have a PlayStation, would that affect your want for an Xbox? You know what I like. What do you think you would? You that's would... that's a good question. Um, especially now with like the State of the Union and and how some consoles are are clinging to their exclusives, right? So yeah. like Xbox has Gears, Halo, Forza. They're they're probably like the big three that I think of. You know, yep. PlayStation's got The Last of Us. They've got Ghost of Tsushima. They've got. Um, I mean, there's there's probably a million out there. Uh, Spider Man, that's the other big one. Spider Man, Spider Man, yeah. that's the one thing I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Spider Man and Last of Us. Um, I think if I was going into that process right now and trying to choose what I wanted, um, the first thing would be would be friends. Who who else out there has what? You know, do more of my friends have PlayStation? Do more of my friends have Xbox? You know, where and 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 which of those friends do I want to play with, and which do I want to just kick out of the treehouse? Um, the the next thing though as a part of that decision would be what games do i want to play that are cross compatible so fortnite for example yep. you could play that anywhere but if yep. i wanted to play um you know like call if, if i were a call of duty player that can be played anywhere so like it kind of still makes the decision so really at the end of the day it boils down to the exclusives yep. i think if, if there's an exclusive game that i want to play that i want to get my hands on and, and I know that my friends also want to do that as well, that's the side I'm going to lean towards. Now, if I were choosing between, after this last update, right? Sony did theirs like a month ago. Xbox yep. did theirs earlier this week. I'd probably still stick with Xbox. Uh-huh. Simply knowing that, you know, I can get a lot of those games in multiple places because I, I like, because I have a PC. Yep. Now, obviously, having a PC makes it a little more biased towards Xbox at the end of the day. But if I'm looking at all of the exclusives and all of the things that you can get through Xbox, like that's just a little more appealing to me. And if yeah. it really boiled down to it, and I wanted to get my hands on the PlayStation exclusives, then I would just see who like I could borrow from, or I'd wait a couple years and then like buy a PlayStation and it, when it lowers in price, and then just play those games then. Yeah. So that that's something that i think about too like how hard would it be for me to get like a 
the PS4 and play the Spider-Man game that came out mm-hmm. like in like four years. You know what I mean? Because video games and graphics and stuff like that today are so much better than it used to be, right? Like when the PlayStation 3 came out, you, you wouldn't think about buying the PlayStation 1. Okay, mm-hmm. but when PlayStation 6 is out, PlayStation 4 graphics are still going to be very good. Right. You know what I mean? Like the PlayStation 1 compared to the PlayStation 2 and then the 3 was a big difference. And it's the same thing for Xbox and Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Huge jumps came in those. But Xbox One to Xbox Series X isn't going to be that much of a, a jump. It's going to be better. I'm not saying it's not. But you're not going to look back on Xbox One games and be like, oh my god, that's what humans used to look like? Because it's that good anymore. It's just, it just is. So the the new gen consoles, you know, they're they're doing a lot more to have more processing power, right? To be able to to just like have more on the screen in the environment at one time. But yeah. the thing the thing that it boils down to, and the reason that I still have my original Xbox and I haven't upgraded to the Xbox One X is because I still play on a 1080p TV. Yep. I don't like I have a 4K TV, but I I that's out in my living room. You know, if uh-huh. I want to game in 4K, like it's, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't really care to game in 4K, I, you know, but I don't have a 4K TV in my office. So there's no reason for me to upgrade my Xbox. Most people are still playing on 1080p or at some cases, 1440. But like, well, it's, that's even the monitor debate for PCs. Some of these games that are coming out with incredible graphics and stuff like that but they're playing on a terrible monitor that gets 30 fps you don't see it the game looks laggy you know it looks jumpy to you that i mean you gotta have good raw materials to play games with you have to have a good tv okay if you were to plug in a tube tv and plug your xbox up it'd be like putting a ferrari engine in a pinto right like it wouldn't work yeah it just it it would be the most ridiculous thing in the world you did it perfectly. There's no reason for you to upgrade when where where you're going to be playing games 90% of the time is an upgraded screen, right? Exactly. So, I mean, I have your computer. You have that ultra-wide, which is an amazing monitor. I know it. I have a 144 hertz monitor for my PC. Uh-huh. And even just that made a big difference. I didn't upgrade my graphics card or anything, but getting a good monitor that can play games at more than 30 or 60 FPS... makes them look beautiful like i have the most recent assassin's creed games and they are gorgeous yeah i'm not i don't love the games like i don't think they're the best gameplay stuff in the world but they're a good rpg where they've got decent in-game mechanics and they're just gorgeous to look at like something that assassin's creed did so right is those like eagle points Mm -hmm. like climb all the way up on top of the building you perch up there and it does the the 360 view. You get that. Like, you get that skybox. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. pretty. It, it, and just the way they did it was it was out of this world. Yeah, the the whole the whole future of of, of games is is going to be pretty exciting. But what what I would caution to to anybody out there who's listening or who is considering upgrading or or anything like that is to make sure that if you're going to invest the money in the console, the equipment, that part of that equipment is also what you're going to be playing it through. Now, 1080 is still good. 1080 is almost like the standard now. That's the low oh, tier. Yeah, if, if, if anybody still is playing on like a 720 TV, you know, 1080 TVs are, are cheap. 
you know, you can get them for under a hundred bucks at this point. But you know, if you're going to invest in something like that, like the brand new PS5 or this, you know, the Series X, you know, get a good, you know, refresh rate LED, you know, TV that you can play it on and truly enjoy what the console is putting out. Yeah, because if your TV can't keep up with the console, you're you're beating a dead horse. Yeah, for sure. In my humble opinion. For sure. Not that anybody cares about my humble opinion. I care, Travis, and that's all that matters. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> all right, do we have uh, do we have questions? We do. We do we got actually. Questions this week? We've, we've got a couple questions this week. Um, you know, a couple other couple handful of people have been asking here and there. The first one that we got um, is something I I keep thinking about every time we go to record, and then I just forget because we get lost in the conversation and all that sort of stuff. Um, but your sister actually came through and asked why we called the podcast the Masterful Podcast. Like oh. the whole reason we have not really explained that yet. So uh, I guess we haven't. Have our we? our apologies, everyone. Yeah, Thank we're you. we're good. We're good at this. We're professionals. Yeah, yeah. It's not our not our first podcast. Better watch out, Joe Rogan. We're coming for your spot. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's Spotify. If you want to come in on that too, we'll take a couple million dollars yeah, a piece. Yeah. You know that hundred million you gave him? You could take two zeros off the back end of that, and I'd be, I'd be Gucci baby. <laughs> so the the whole masterful thing. Um, do do you remember like that full? Because it was like there's two stories to that, and the reason we put the whole thing together. Do okay. you do you remember? So I don't remember the specific game. I know it was like it was a Star Wars game. Yep. I want to say it was something like Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. But the Knights of the Old Republic was an RPG. That was an RPG, right? Right. right. Oh god. It was, was The Force Unleashed? No, it, it was episode 3. It was it was right when the episode 3 game came out for the Xbox 360 and it had a co-op mode. Okay. Because if you remember some of those scenes in episode 3, you know, where at the beginning where both, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan land in that cruiser and then they go through and, and fight and find Grievous. Oh, yeah, and where they're stuff. rescuing Dooku, right? Yeah, so the whole thing was... The Chancellor. The Chancellor, yeah. Um, the whole thing was, you know, if you were playing co-op, as you were leveling up and as you were getting, like, streaks of kills or streaks of eliminations and, and fighting and all that sort of stuff. You got these different levels. Do you remember this yep. now? Yep. So you got you got these different levels and different like skill tiers or whatever. It's like playing rock band and getting like a, a streak score. So you'd go up and you'd get like you'd get Padawan and then you'd get Jedi Knight and then you'd get um you know Jedi Master and and it would keep kind of leveling up and the top one was called Masterful. Yep. That's what yep. it was. And so the whole thing was that um you know, as you were going through, it, you would just get the masterful, and then you would get like this combo multiplier and all these yeah. other game mechanics. And every and kill stuff. you got was worth the max amount of points. Exactly. Like Even if it, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Exactly. So I remember it was because it was one day you and I were playing. We were at my house, yep. and we were playing after school or, or something like that, co-op, just blazing through the game and just consistently on that masterful skill level. And it was at the same time that the most popular song. Uh, who what was the artist? Uh, Nola, you know where bowling. That okay. was that was the like the most popular song that everybody was playing. Who who thought they were hot shit? Right? They were playing it at every single you know dance. They were playing it at all these events, at football games, all that sort of stuff. So 
It was by Jim Jones. Jim okay. Jones. It's called "We Fly High" by Jim Jones. That and that was, that was the song. That was yep. the whole thing. And so everyone would go around and just shout "ballin." Yeah, like, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm ballin, man. It like, was just the thing. It was just the thing. Yeah. So we were sitting there playing, and as soon as we got to like the masterful skill level, I just shouted "masterful." And then Travis, out of nowhere, just said, "A.K.A. Bolin." <laughs> yeah, and then that kind of became like we laughed about that for like ten minutes, and then that kind of became our tag. Like, it was just that was just the thing, and it and it stuck too because we started shouting that to each other like at drum corps rehearsals and at yeah. like marching band rehearsals and, yeah, and everything that, and like that yeah, yeah. everything that we were doing. That was just that was the tag. Yeah, we so, thought we were hot shit too. Excuse me, we were. <laughs> we were hot shit. Excuse yeah. me. So, so yeah, that's that's that the story that comes from. Yeah, that's that's I, the story. I, I actually, do you remember the time that I went camping with you and your? I think it was you and your dad and your mom. We went camping like down by Ocean City one time. We had to leave and go to a band competition. I went camping with you guys. We yeah. And we cooked breakfast. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that whole weekend, we just kept saying that over and over and over again. Like we were in a motorhome that, that was, it was a large motorhome, but people who know motorhomes are not, there's no privacy in motorhomes. They are not, there's no escape from obnoxious 15 year olds. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole time we're like, boy, <laughs> <laughs> and I think your dad wanted to murder me. There was a reason I was never invited camping ever again. We we got to the point where it was just like like just total reactionary. Where anytime one of us would say masterful, the other one would shout ballin'. That's it. Just uh, that that's just what it what it boiled down to. Um. So yeah. So so Carla, thanks for bringing that up. Um. We obviously are are great podcast hosts and did not answer that within the first even trailer or first episode or anything like we that. We did not so. define the name of our podcast. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, so there's the next question that we got uh, from Brian Teed, um, who he listened to our podcast and he gave me some really good feedback out there. So shout out to Brian. Um, he's about to be a dad here in a couple of weeks. Uh, he and his wife have been expecting twins, which is super exciting. So, um, you know, super happy for them, but he came in name. One of them, Travis, uh, they've already chosen names, bro. Okay. All right. A little tangent here. I think that's weird. Okay, I, I get it. You want to name your kids, whatever you want to name your kids. I get it. You could have it planned out. But let's just say you plan on naming your kid Bob, right? Like it's going to be Robert, whatever. The kid, you, we're going to call him Bob. But then this kid comes out and he's like obviously a Steven. Okay, you get you get embroidery up everywhere. You you might have painted his name on the wall. Like this is Bob's nursery. But you're just sitting there and they're like, oh, but he's Steven. Are we gonna force Bob on this kid, or are we just gonna go with Steven? You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm overthinking this, and maybe this is why I'm single. But I don't like announcing the name of your child before the child is born. Because it so, might be a different name. So what would you do then? What would you would you choose like two or three names and then as soon as like the birth happens, you look at the kid on a yeah, pedestal so, and you're like, Yeah, Steven's the one. 
Yeah. So like, obviously you, you can have a list, right? Let's just say you and your significant other, whatever, you know, you're, you, you're going to have a baby boy or a baby girl. Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate here. And like, you just come up with the names that you like. Okay. The, the, the names on the list could be like Chris, Travis, Blake, Dave, Steven, Carlos, like whatever, all this stuff. And then he comes out and you just try him. You, you got your little baby here and you, you, you know, rock a whatever the baby's name is. You don't know. And you just, you just talk to it for a little. Yo, what's up? Oh, no, Travis doesn't feel right. Uh, no, uh, Christina's a little weird for you. You know, like whatever it is, and you go through it, and you decide on the baby's name. Okay. Well, when you na- when you go to name your first kid, if Chris isn't at least the name on that list, we're gonna have okay. some words. Okay, but I'm gonna spell it with a ch. Okay, now we're really fighting. Anyways, <laughs> Brian came in and and asked a question. We did have this debate the other day, and I want to keep this very short and just your your quick reaction here. Are gushers candy? I would say yes, because Skittles and M&Ms are candy. I disagree, because they're in the fruit snack aisle. Wait a minute. You're defining what what something is by where it is in the grocery store? Do you find Gushers at checkout, Travis? I don't. I've never bought Gushers ever in my life. Okay, so that's a no. Um, No, I'm not defining them by where you find them in the supermarket. Like, obviously, there's a lot of other things that go into Gushers by saying that they're, like, fruit-flavored and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But we've, we've had this debate on the fact that Gushers are candy or Gushers are fruit snacks. I've always known them to be fruit snacks. I don't consider them candy. What defines a fruit snack? But what like you're de- talking like fruit by the foot, fruit roll up? But like, all, yeah, like all of those similarly made items that you would find within that same aisle. So like even like the Scooby fruit snacks that you used to find or whatever other like popular TV show is up okay. on time. Like, all of those, to me, are fruit snacks. They're, like, they're chewy. They have a good fruit flavor. Like, Okay. All right. But here's the thing. All these things. Scooby snacks, gushers, fruit roll-up, fruit by the foot. Name the fruit. Like, where's the actual fruit in them? Just because some branding company has deemed them fruit snacks doesn't mean that if you go to the doctor and say, oh, a fruit roll-up a day keeps the doctor away. No. No, you have to have actual fruit for it to be defined as fruit just because it's a fruit snack. Like at a soccer game, okay? You played soccer when you were young. You know, the, the one mom would always bring orange slices, okay? If they brought out a bunch of orange gusters, you're going to be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is not actual fruit. I want my goddamn oranges, okay? All gushers are is colored sugar. Shout out to Twitch chat, okay? That's all they are. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to forever reference them as fruit snacks because, like, that's that's just how I grew up I'm fine with them being referenced as fruit snacks. Like, I, I honestly am. However, confusing them with fruit? Bullshit. No, I'm not saying that I'm confusing them with fruit. Obviously, I know what fruit is. But, like, they're fruit snacks to me. And they will forever be. I, I won't consider them candy. Because, like, I just, I, just, I, I can't. No, that's, that's not my thing. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, you can just be wrong on this, and it's all good. What, what's the next question? Let, let's move on. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, 
What was the best toy you ever had from your childhood that may or may not be around anymore? What's the one the best toy I yep. ever had from my childhood that may or may not be around? I actually think it is still around. Okay. Um, ooh, because I might, uh, yeah, no, going with it. Marble Run. Do you know what Marble Run was? Yes. You know, oh my I God. Loved, loved Marble Run. Where you Hell yeah. All these little plastic things on top, and then you took a funnel. And have dumped a crap ton of marbles in them, and they come down, and they go around the little half circle, and then back and forth. Down uh huh. The oh my gosh! And then there was the little like toilet-looking one where Ooh. you land, go all the way around, and then drop. Dude, Marble Run was great. And then you could like switch it up too, and make different variations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you could go customizable. Yep. You could go nuts. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I haven't thought about those in years. Yeah, dude, Marble Run, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, today, they probably wouldn't let you sell Marble Runs for kids because, you know, marbles are a choking hazard or whatever. But, you know, we're from the generation where we had wood-burning kits with a two-foot plug. That's true. So you're always right under the drapes. That's true. Thanks, Jeff. Um, toy for me, like, it, it's kind of like more or less like a collection, but it would be all my, my Hot Wheels cars. Like I, okay, I, yeah. I had a huge collection and I think, I, I think they're probably still around. Um, I had my mom donate them to, um, donate them to a couple, like spread them out to a couple families that she knew where like they had kids that, that needed toys or, or wanted cars Absolutely. and everything. Um, but like I had boxes upon boxes of like these matchbox and hot wheels cars that i would organize by like their color organized by like the type that they were um they, i had a couple like favorite ones like old nascar stock car looking ones i had uh -huh. a i had an old school like general lee from dukes of hazard that i loved and then of course to top it all off i had the carpet the city carpet yes with the road yes, yes, yes. like yep. those were that like that was so much fun to have and then you would ha you had like the parking lots and like the school and the city hall like the, the huge i yeah i had the whole okay. thing loved it all right this is how much of a little diva seven-year-old me was right like my cousin had the road like the town carpet right so mm -hmm. there, there's a bunch of different variations of them but you you guys know what i'm talking about when i say like the town carpet right yeah, yeah. Well, my mom bought me one for uh, it could have just been just to get me one for my room right she knew i loved the one my cousin had mm -hmm. I, I wanted it she got it for me and we put it in my room and it was great but it didn't have a train track so i was like really sad you were pissed because weren't you? i loved trains like thomas the tank engine when i was really really young was like the dude thomas and sonic they were the two things when i was really young mm -hmm. that like these things have to be in my life. So I had this whole set, like along with my marble run, we had these two totes. One of them was marble run. One of them was like model trains with like the little wooden track that you could like pull it along and they'd like magnet together mm -hmm. and whatever. So I wanted to play with my trains on this carpet. So my mom, the angel that she is, goes and takes this like dirt walking path through all of it, takes a Sharpie marker no and draws train tracks through this dirt <laughs> dirt road all the way through this town so my carpet had a train track through it your mother is a saint oh my god my like I, it's taking me 30 years to realize it but my mother is an 
angel and <laughs> like oh how she put up with me i will never know i think about laying down on that carpet with a sharpie marker to to make train tracks for my kid and i'm like yeah no yes yeah, that, that, not that don't want to do it. It takes two hours and I'm going to mess it up and I'm going to be disappointed and the kid's going to hate me and whatever. She laid there on that floor. Just psh, psh, psh. My, meanwhile, I'm the youngest of three kids. She's going to college at the time, working full time. Mm -hmm. But she took the time to make her little angel's life that much better. Mom, I love you. Thank you. The biggest shout out I'll ever give goes to you. There you go. There you go. So uh, another question that we got here uh, is is coming in from Jason. Now he asked two questions. I don't think we have enough time to answer the second one. So and and I want to expand because I think this is going to be a really big conversation that that, that revolves around sports. Um, so we'll save that maybe for next week. But the one question that I do want to ask, uh, he just recently asked, is um, what are your biggest and worst moments as a sports fan? The best moment for me was the Eagles winning the World Series or the World Series, the Super Bowl. Was the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? Um, I watched it with my grandpa, and my grandpa is the biggest Philly sports fan that I know. Okay, and he was eighty-five at the time, and it's just he was so happy when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's the first Super Bowl they ever won. Right, you know what I mean. And there were so many stories around Philadelphia of like people whose grandparents were the biggest Eagles fan in the world and they died before the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And like, I asked my grandpa the day after they won the NFC championship game to go to the Super Bowl, if he minded, if I came up and watched the Super Bowl with him, and he said, no, nah, absolutely. So we sat there and we had a beer and watched the Super Bowl, talked about the game. Oh, the Eagles need to run the ball more. Just like Nick Foles is playing out of his mind. Oh, Tom Brady is so good. You know, like all this stuff. Having these conversations with him. Mm -hmm. And like, it was so cool. Like, I'll never forget that night as long as I live. The worst moment for me would... Hmm. That was a little more tough, right? Yeah, the worst moment is so much harder. Um, but what I would probably say would be 2011 Philadelphia Phillies. It was the Phillies versus the... It's either 2010 or 2011. It was the Phillies versus the St. Louis Cardinals in the playoffs. It was game five of the five-game series mm -hmm. that they were playing. And it was Roy Holiday on the mound versus Chris Carpenter. And both were ace pitchers. And the Phillies lost that game one to nothing. And it's just like... I feel like I remember that game. Yeah, it was either it was either one nothing or two to one, and it was just like it was just absolute torture because mm -hmm. the Cardinals scored really early, and the Phillies could do nothing. Right. Like this this pitcher just dominated them, and you wanted them like you're just cheering as hard as you can, and then you just see the innings ticking away, and you're like, oh, it's the seventh inning, like we're running out of time here, boys. Like, we got to get then, the bats going. Come on. Yeah. And then uh, they went. It just they didn't do it, and they lost, and ugh. I just I, I cringe just thinking about it. Man. Man oh man. Um sports moments for me. Now, of course they're going to be they're they're both going to be OU related. Um just I mean like all the all the sports teams that that I follow. Actually, no. Um no, I, I okay, I I've, I've got a good one and, and I've got a I've got a bad one. Um the bad one that I have, I'll, I'll do that one first is um was the the college football playoff game that we recently had uh, against Alabama. Uh, back in Miami when we played down there. Um, 
it was it was a bummer because I was there. Like the year before we had lost against Georgia and that game in the Rose Bowl like that was a huge upset. Like everyone was super mad because of the the play calling that Lincoln did right before the halftime and we went into overtime, all that sort of stuff. Like that game that game sucked. But being there in person to see the loss, I feel like it was was a little worse for me because it was all Kyler could do to rally that team to start coming back and scoring as we were getting down in the fourth quarter. But it was the same thing that you just mentioned in the Phillies game, right? It was like, we were running out of time. We have to move. Like we have to go faster. And no matter what we could do in those final, let's call it 12 minutes of gameplay, we just, we couldn't get anywhere. I think we scored maybe once in once or twice in the second or the the fourth quarter. And it, it still, it just wasn't enough, which is a bummer. So like that game, that game was a bummer being there and witnessing it and, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe one day we'll get to the, the college football playoff finals and maybe win a game. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Who knows? However, the, the the best one that I have, I was going to use an OU reference. Uh, the Sugar Bowl is pretty high for me, again, because I was there, because we beat Alabama, because they were supposed to be this huge powerhouse. And Trevor Knight came out of nowhere and just won that game. Um, but... The back-to-back championship for uh, for the Penguins. When they had the back-to-back, um, I remember where I was, what time it was, who we were with, and everything. And and Kim and I were just super excited to to be able to like witness a back-to-back Stanley Cup championship. Cynthia is the best hockey player in the world. Wow, you a little bitter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate the Penguins. <laughs> So that was a good hey, time. I, I got a real quick question to ask here. Okay. We're going to go quick on this one. What's the first thing you think about when you think of Australia? Uh, the wolf spider, the, the bird spiders or the killer spiders or I don't know. The whole island just wants to kill you. Yeah. It, it, mine, was, mine was kangaroos. I mean, my, I think mine's, <laughs> mine's a little, <laughs> little bit more. We just went opposite. Answer. We went opposite <laughs> directions there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is like the death spiders that fly and kill you. Mine's just like, oh yeah, you know, the little the, the little pair of characters from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's like, look, it's got a pouch. <laughs> he said kangaroos, and I'm like, yeah, the whole thing the whole place is just trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you did you ever see that video of the guy who punched the kangaroo in the face to get like get it off of its dog or something? Yes. Like yeah, I just watched that, that the other guy, day, like again. That guy wins the badass. He's like champion. squaring up and everything. Yeah. He oh just gosh. cold cocks his kangaroo in the face. It's awesome. Just like you're going to regret your decisions. All right. Do we have any more questions? Do we have any more questions? Um, yeah. Let's do one more quick one and then we'll kind of right, wrap. One more and then we'll call it. We'll wrap things up here. Um, what have you picked up as a hobby while all of us have been stuck at home over the summer in quarantine? So, so mine is gonna be like pretty simple and pretty cliche but like training a dog that's right you mentioned you know what i mean like gotta get him to sit gotta get him to stay gotta get him to come he's a little stubborn you know good old yoda he's but he's he's seven months old now and we're getting there we're getting a lot better with him so nice that's that's what it's been for me um for me i've actually um you know, like I, I've got, you know, like the YouTube channel and like, you know, trying to make vlogs or different videos and things like that. Like that part has been kind of cool um, to pick up. But really what I've been digging in a little more to as of recently is editing videos or editing like Twitch clips and things like that. 
Um, so, you know, like Biggie, who I moderate for, um, I've been trying to work on my like clip editing skills for him and, and to yep. just put out there, whether it's a game clip or just a meme. Um, I might be picking up a, a small gig here for another Twitch streamer and doing like maybe montage videos or oh, some, some other type, you know, like intro clips or Twitter clips for him. Um, we're still yeah. kind of talking it out right now, but like trying to edit those and make them seem really cool or just like get a good laugh out of it has been a lot of fun. That's awesome, dude. Nice. Well, man, I think that's gonna do it. We've uh, we've rambled on for a little bit. We've we've talked about some good stuff here. Uh, you know, gaming gaming is is super exciting as ever. Sports are back as uh, as always. Um, NHL is getting a new team, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, so, dude, what a badass name, right? That's so good. It, and the the Washington football team, okay, they're going through their name change right yeah. now. And they announce themselves as the Washington football team the same week that Seattle announces their NHL expansion, the Seattle Kraken. And I'm just like, what are you doing, did Washington? You, did you see uh, it was Evan Barry, I think, his status, where it was just like, Washington, we need to come up with like a badass football name. And they're just like, the Washington football team. Meanwhile, Seattle's like, release the Kraken! Yeah, like, like, that's awesome. Ugh, I love it. I, I think they did such a good job. I'm I'm Seattle. I'm super excited. Yeah, good kudos kudos to Seattle. I know John Stroud is not going to be a hockey fan because he has a he has a team up there in Seattle now. So go hey. go him. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining us again. We are here on episode three, just kind of trudging through, making improvements as we can, making topics, creating fun memories and whatever else we're, we're doing here but we appreciate you guys listening we appreciate your feedback um don't forget to follow us over on twitter it's at masterful pod um we're going to be sharing a lot of things over there that's where you can ask questions interact with us both travis and i tweet from that account and share little clips here and there um and we've got our email all that other information listed but give us a follow Come and have a conversation with us. Send us some questions because we do enjoy those from time to time. Uh, and we really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. We appreciate every second that you spend listening to this. And uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Masterful. A.K.A. Bowling.